So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Thanks for checking out the Sports Kid Wrestling Podcast. If you want even more from us, get Vince Russo reviewing Monday Night Raw every single Monday night, Dutch Mantel covering AEW Rampage and SmackDown, and the biggest breaking news with you, the fans, talking about it five days a week with Top Story, all on this podcast feed. It's a done deal. Tony Khan is a rich man, and he finally completely owns Ring of Honor. What is the future of the fighting brand of honor in professional wrestling? That's our leadoff story on today's top story from Sports Gator Wrestling. Are we getting another NXT show added on to SummerSlam weekend? Uh, There's some work on that. There's some work on that. Freddie Prince Jr., yeah, he's all that, and he could be having his own wrestling promotion or at least that's the plan he's putting out there. And this AEW video game, you're getting a sneak peek at it. How does it look? How does it play? What are the first uh, rumblings of the game from All Elite Wrestling? We'll talk about it. And we're not even done there. No, we're going to talk about your comments on what is the future of AEW with Ring of Honor and so much more. You share that link or you stink. So help me God, we will turn this podcast around. Yes, mother. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. There we go. Jeremy Bennett in Nebraska, if you ask you, believes in something. Uh, maybe, maybe possibly a buzzkill. Seems like a really good day to do huh? a buzzkill. All right. Uh, stay tuned. Will you get one for him? We'll find out. Jose G in Nebraska, if you ask you. No, he's in Florida. The 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 city, the state, uh-huh, the uh-huh, flowing uh-huh. uh uh-huh. The pipeline of yeah. stupidity comes from from from. Ah, come, come on, right Kevin. That's not a whole lot of bright people come out of Chicago either. So you, I'm just saying. You, you got people peeing in the water at the. It's a small. Oh no, we got people water. wrestling thirty-five foot gators and crocodiles here. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess you're right. And those people. are elected officials, the crocodiles. People pee <laughs> in the water everywhere. There we go. I would vote for the Gator. Uh, let's get into it. We have a lot to talk about. I'm Kev Kellum. Shout out where you're watching from if you're here for the first time. We will talk about a whole lot more. That AEW video game looks interesting. We will show you some stills from that within this episode. And if you're watching for the first time, don't go anywhere. Stay right here. Stay right here. I guarantee you'll have a good time and share that linky estate. Let's get right into it. Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor. Nothing new there, but the deal is completely done, and Tony just, you know, just completely just said, yeah, it's a no big deal, and uh, Dynamite tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern or 8 p.m. Eastern, you know? So this is a completely done deal. It is worth noting Tony owns this. This is not under the Khan family business model. So it's obviously it'll be operated in congruence with uh with all the wrestling and, and kind of work with it what is the future of the brand how is he going to keep it alive how much did he pay for it 
Uh, how many people from Ring of Honor are staying over? Some of that is is out there. Some of it isn't. But there's a lot to be seen here, right, Jeremy? Yeah, and uh, a good night to celebrate it, as Kev said. Dynamite tonight, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna take the interim off of the women's title uh, with uh, Diana Perazzo making her AEW debut, taking on Mercedes Martinez, and what should That's be, a, be a banger. Yeah, it should be a tremendous match. Be interesting to see which way they go because obviously. Uh, uh Deanna's an impact but is she i don't know i don't know what her contract status is to be honest uh uh we know mercedes is a lot more locked in than uh, than diana so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that tonight and it's a stacked card i mean ray phoenix and dante martin they're gonna they're gonna tear the house down jeff hardy's solo debut uh big cast possibly or uh w morrissey as they say uh so uh and maybe julia hart finally into the dark side but yes the deal is done which means now we can proceed with the next step television pay-per-views roster all that stuff so that's a big a big uh a big stepping stone into the next steps for ring of honor after uh a very good super card of honor show which was highly profitable compared to past pay-per-views so uh now it's time to go to work mm-hmm mm-hmm uh, it's interesting, uh, and it would be uh, it would be ridiculous to think that this isn't going to be a part of what uh, what AEW rather is doing in the future in terms of expanding into you know some type of streaming deal, some type of ability for them to add more television content. Yesterday, we're talking about it. Go watch our episode from yesterday. We dive deep into this new possible third television show for AEW on Turner TV or one of their networks. It is something they're talking about. How does Ring of Honor play into that? It didn't seem like they do in terms of that branding. Uh, and the brand AEW is a little bit hotter right now than Ring of Honor. What are you doing with that brand? How do you keep it alive? It doesn't have a TV show. What are we doing with it? So uh, it's something I got to keep asking myself. But it, is, uh, it isn't clear. They can't really show their plan because we don't know if there is a plan. Uh, you know, Tony has said several times in several different interviews, obviously he wants this brand to be involved in what they're doing with Turner. It'll be interesting if it's just another set of titles that they do with kind of secondary talent that isn't featured on television every single week. Uh, you know, so we'll see where this plays out. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm a fan of Ring of Honor. Some of the best live shows I've ever, ever seen. Some of the best live matches I've ever, ever seen. So the fact that it can be preserved, that that tape library will hopefully be somewhere yeah, uh, is ideal. And hopefully plus, it gets to be on something like HBO Max. Plus That's the ideal know. situation, right? For everybody that was worried what Tony Khan's going to do with it, Supercard of Honor completely felt like a Ring of Honor show. So that's, yeah. a, good, that's a major plus right yeah. there. Yeah, I uh, also think that, um, you know, to Kevin's point, I am intrigued. I'm interested to see where this is going to go. But at the same time, I feel confident enough as a fan that now that Ring of Honor is in the hands of Tony Khan and that he has a profound love for professional wrestling, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be in great hands. He's going to do great things. He has that direct connection with Warner Media. Uh, so don't be surprised if, if Ring, uh, Ring of Honor starts scaling to positions that we've never seen before. And, and I'm being very honest about this. And I, and I have that belief that Tony Khan can take Ring of Honor to that other level. So well, I, I'm pretty confident. Supercard of Honor already did that. It, it does. Yeah. It did. It did five times the buy as a normal Ring of Honor pay per view and does. And that was his first show running Ring yeah. of Honor. 
Yep. So and, and that was without you. And that was with a four month hiatus because they didn't have another. They didn't have a show until they didn't have a show outside of Final Battle and then wrapping up the last of the television tapings. Then it was a hiatus, and then you basically had guys like Jonathan Gresham carrying the torch, defending that title literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you know, now it's good to see it. Uh, uh, kind of that next step to what we got next for this brand. A uh, couple couple of things here before we wrap up with this topic. We will jump into an AEW video game. This still some it look interesting. We will talk uh, a couple more stories here in a second. Thank you so much, Chris Reaction. I appreciate that. Uh, Steven Chambers saying, put some Ring of Honor matches on the Double or Nothing pay-per-view that is coming up Memorial Day weekend. Is that possible? Have they defined any role for the Ring of Honor talent on that show? I mean, I haven't heard anything, but the fact that no. we have Ring of Honor talent on AEW Dynamite and on Rampage, mm-hmm. the possibility could be there. We could uh, see some major title matches at, at a double or nothing pay-per-view. Gonna, That's just me assuming. I'm not yeah. there's no no confirmation on that. There's gonna be a lot of intermingling. I and mean, plus you got a guy like Wheeler Yuta in the Black uh, Blackpool Combat Club who is the pure champion for Ring of Honor. So you're probably gonna have Wheeler Yuta defending that belt at double or nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. so he's, they're going to defend an ROH title on, on an AEW pay-per-view. So you're probably going to see a lot of crossover, especially in the beginning until they get things structured in terms of, uh, television and another, and, and also setting up pay-per-view schedules for ring of honor itself. Wheeler and the entire Blackpool combat club of John Moxley and Brian Danielson featured in what I think is maybe the best vignette. <sighs> That was so good. That all elite wrestling is done. William Regal is the central voice of it. He gives a voiceover. It really hammers down the idea of them as like a fight club. At the end of that um, video, did it look like in the background it was just like just a bloody Wheeler Yuta? Like they were beating the shit out of him in that video. And it looked like if you look at it, it's blurry in the background, but it, you see red. It almost looks like they just beat the hell out maybe, of him. Maybe maybe they went for some. I don't know if they would maybe have some it was a vignette. In, in, in uh, initiation or whatnot, a final. He's, he's filled his blood card for the year. Really, oh yeah, for them. yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. The Moving for, on, for, for Moving blood donations on. been met. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's, he's <laughs> yeah, he's 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 uh he's filled his platelets. It's all right. Moving on, SummerSlam weekend in Nashville is going to be a big one. Are they going to add WWE NXT to it? They obviously started to bring back finally NXT to the live presentation of those big quarterly pay-per-views at WrestleMania weekend. Show was pretty good. Did not pack an arena, but there was a fairly strong response to the show in general. Uh, now they've made cuts to NXT. Does that mean they were pulling back more? It isn't the brand it once was. It's just a developmental. But it does look like we will get some type of stand and deliver show during WrestleMania's next big or equivalent weekend, SummerSlam. So what is the latest on this and how could it be added to the fold here for that Nashville weekend at the end of July? Yeah, man. So we got a new report here. A tweet from WrestleVotes, our good friend at WrestleVotes, who always brings some really good concrete and backstage information, says that WWE officials have been talking about holding another NXT stand and deliver event for one of the big three stadium events uh, happening this summer. So the preference said to be a clash of the castle from Principality Stadium on Saturday, September 3rd in Cardiff, Wales. But SummerSlam on Saturday, July 13th from, the, from Nissan Stadium in Nashville seems to be more likely. Other shows scheduled for the summer is Money in the Bank, which also is going to be a stadium show. Uh, that one's going to be set for Saturday, July 2nd from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, we don't it still it still has to be determined. Nothing's been concrete yet as far as which show is going to be uh, a part of, of that weekend. But they are considering it. And this is great because, you know, we 
we've been accustomed to seeing NXT, at least in the black and gold era, being in these big, one of the big four pay-per-views or the big five, um, you know, with SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, there was always a, a, an NXT takeover type of situation pay-per-view. Now it looks like it's going to be called Stand and Deliver, the big ones. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm all for it. But again, there's still nothing confirmed on which show it's uh, supposed to be on. Yeah, I mean, with uh, especially with, uh, you know, it being more of a developmental brand, not as many st- and they've, they've released some of their stars and uh, they're still trying to build some new stars. Having it in the uh, in Wales is not a bad idea because you could have the UK title defended there mm-hmm. uh, and add to that card uh, if you can't really fill it with what you've got now. And if- and they're pretty deadly still the tag team champions. They got oh, yeah. a pretty good show out over there. I mean, yep. even though those guys, like, they repel, like, you look at them, you're like, oh, I absolutely despise these guys. But they're actually the best thing on NXT 2.0 right now. You heard, boy? No. Okay, yeah, they're boy. great. They're great. Uh, you know, I it wouldn't surprise me. I, I think they'll add it to the national weekend. It's a weekend people are going to travel in for. Um, but I, it would it would be cool if they had it on that UK weekend in Cardiff. Because uh, let me be frank. Never had NXT in Wales, right? They've had it in England, right? They've they they were supposed to go to Ireland. You know that got stopped because of the pandemic. Uh, the UK brand is still, you know, specifically it is one of those lower tier things in the WWE register. But this is a big weekend for them too. You know, this is going to be a big weekend for that UK brand to get some rub there. And I wouldn't mind them in mingling with the uh, the US side of the of the U of the UK brand or the NXT brand. It would be yeah. helpful to them. Yeah, and both and and uh, all of those shows are Saturday shows, so you could run NXT on Sunday. You could do both. You could do both. You know, I mean, you also wouldn't hurt if you do it on Friday. If you're talking UK time and different stuff like that, make it a full weekend for them. You know, uh, I mean, if you if you had a show Friday night, uh, when they're what are they like six hours ahead of us or something like that, uh, you could you could do a show Friday night right after SmackDown. You know, on, on NXT UK Takeover right after SmackDown at nine PM. And it only has to get like what, like a couple hundred thousand people to turn over from SmackDown on on, on network television with the time difference or something like that. You can get I mean, what, they're you five know, hours ahead. Yeah. They're five hours ahead. So if they are going to do some type of special, it's probably going to be in the middle of the day. Yeah, it, it, like yeah, if they had a WrestleMania, there's been always talk like that. They're going to do a stadium. Yeah, it'll be it'll so. be in the middle of the day for us. Would, so, you know, yeah, they're five hours in the middle ahead. of the day. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, I'm I'm rooting for NXT. I know they need it. I am too. Um, fine episode of break in there's some goofy stuff on it that wasn't uh i was out there a lot of gaga a lot of gaga on this break it's not breaking it's spring breaking too mm-hmm. the electric boogaloo there you yes. go the nxt, uh, the the, NXT the, orlando boogaloo yeah rating got a nice boost too last night good good needed too when you're up against playoff sports and stuff like that too uh let's get into this here this aew video game uh freddie prince it's a lot to talk about here uh, that video game stuff looks interesting. It's coming up here in a second. I my frames are ahead of me. Freddie Prince is doing his own podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, and he's been active in the world of entertainment for over twenty years now, and was a, a very active member of W's creative team for a significant period of t- uh, time in the past ten years or so. Uh, he's saying he's launching his own wrestling promotion, and he has a plan for it over the course of the next few years of how he wants to do it. He wants weekly television, and this is a telling part of it. I can tell you, this is someone who was in SAG-AFTRA, the Screen Actors Grilled, and the American Federation of TV and Radio uh, Associates. <laughs> he wants them to be SAG-AFTRA, which is union. So he would want unionized performers. Uh, that is a... That are is, there ooh, any boy. wrestlers that are SAG-AFTRA? You, Some you are. Plenty of them like are. Like, are WWE wrestlers considered SAG? Technically, no. Uh, for, for uh, Yeah, technically, no. 
and then I hear that some of the people that are broadcasters for them get to be SAG, which is well, what about crazy. Cena? Is Cena? Cena, Cena well, would have to be SAG because he's probably he's probably already SAG. He's probably been yeah. SAG since he's got he's been, all those he, he's all been, those gigs. He's, yeah, he's probably been SAG since like the mid two thousands. Um, so yeah, uh, and it, it is interesting that they would do that. Uh, it is interesting that he, this is a a play that he would say from the get go. We're going to be SAG AFTRA. Uh, that would mean that they were likely filming. If they were doing this, it'd be a film show. It'd be tied to a TV studio system. It'd be tied to uh, somebody that needs streaming. Um, is there a is there a, a hunger for more wrestling? That's all I got to ask. Is there a hunger for more televised wrestling? We see this with brands that are on the register and have some big things they do from time to time, like an NWA, like an Impact. That doesn't mean to build a little of them at all. I love New Japan as well. I've done stuff with New Japan. There is that sense of these brands are big, and then there's these other brands you watch mm-hmm. from here and there. Is he, is he going to file into that secondary category, which has a lot of great stuff? There's a lot of great wrestling right now, but are you going to be able to find an audience? Uh, and is it going to be a niche show? Is it going to be a show that's more appealing or tries to go head to head at scale with the WWE, with an all elite wrestling? It's interesting to say it depends on who's backing it because right now it's completely conceptual. Uh, and he's obviously not going to show all of his cards, but the fact that he has a plan and the fact that he wants him to make it sag after means there's going to be some significant money behind this if he's doing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a some bullet points here from that uh, from that podcast here today. Wants to start within 18 months. Wants to be a two hour show. Has money for a three year plan. Storylines based in reality. Men and women given equal time. Wants its own space to f- uh, to be filmed in, but no TV contract yet. So this almost sounds like uh, it almost sounds like he wants to start up something similar to the NWA, but run it differently, maybe run it a little better than uh, to, you know, the, the NWA had a little tough time with the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, might necessarily not have been ran the best with Corrigan uh, where it's now kind of rebounding a little bit. I think he wants to kind of do a, a territorial thing much like Corrigan. Um, but I don't know if he, I don't know if he's aiming for TV, probably with the SAG, he, he's probably aiming for some TV or streaming deal. Uh, it strikes me as a studio show similar to NWA. Yep. Studio. It's going to be a, yep. A studio Um, show just like NWA. So, but the SAG after thing would make it so talent alluring. Yeah. If Mm -hmm. you're coming into the business and you're in this fringe of people and you have Rolo, you have, you have, let's be frank, you have AEW let releasing people out of deals, meaning their deals are going to run up and they're not going to renew them. They're not doing that. So you're going to have talent that's going to be available. You're going to have NXT guys that hit the, that were out there. They got some TV reps. You're going to have some veterans who will be like, yeah, sure. I'll come and produce your show. It's only how many yeah. dates you're going to have a show that could have the appeal of an impact. An impact still has this where you're only committing to so many dates you got the rest of the time to go and do mm-hmm. whatever you want. You know, yeah. uh, there, there are a pack of people out there that you can get when people float from promotion to promotion. Now the territory system really has become television. You know, you have, you have people that can hit, all right, I'm going to do this secondary television show, this secondary television show before I try and get myself up to WWE or an AEW. Right? And, and then for people that don't know, uh, obviously they might know him as an actor. They don't know. He was on the writing team uh, uh, behind the scenes with WWE for a few years. Yeah. Uh, so he does, uh, he does have a, a, he knows the system. Yeah. yeah he has and also like, this guy's brand. involved in television now. So, I mean, mm-hmm. this isn't a slouch. This isn't a guy who's not a part of the a part of entertainment. It, it's and very attractive for wrestlers that may yes. want to, to dual brand themselves like and and it, it's it's a way to jumpstart them 
like John Cena and The Rock have done in their. You careers. get health insurance. I mean, tag after, yeah, you got health insurance. Uh, You know, the cool thing about this, uh, about what Freddie is saying, um, and I go back to Lucha Underground, because like when Lucha Underground was filmed and the way that uh, that was done, it was done very, very Latin telenovela, right? It was like very dramatic, very Mm -hmm. dark, everything on purpose, and it was very good. So if Freddie Prince is bringing some type of wrestling content that's going to have that type of scripted reality uh aspect to it i think this could be a really good thing mm-hmm. i don't know how it's gonna work yet but i i mean i'm i'm an actor myself and i do and i do acting gigs all the time so well, you I have think the this bug? is a good thing huh you have the that, bug the bug they call it the bug i know if, if I know, you're in the, the if you're in the I've business had, i've had the bug, the bug for i've had the bug for seven years so yes <laughs> uh but yeah man i think uh, i think this is great i think this is uh you know if you're a wrestling fan and you want to keep out on some guys that are trying to build themselves uh this this could be a good opportunity for them and for the fans it's just more wrestling on tv to consume so uh it's a win-win for the fan but i'd be interested to see how this whole thing is going to work out Let's get into this AEW video game. I'm itching. I know I've been teasing it. I like the way this is looking. This is looking good. AEW rolling this out on their AEW video, AEW games channel, not video games channel. A sneak peek at the new game. They have several different videos where they've shown the kind of player models and graphics for this game. Uh, you're getting a look here if you're watching us on the video version of the very detailed version of Darby Allen. Some of the skins on this game look all right. Jeremy, this is your world, your experience with electronic arts. What do you think of the game, the rollout so far? Ukes, they did the longtime SmackDown versus Raw generation of this. Some of the gameplay looks all right. What do you think so far? Yeah, I haven't got a chance to watch some of the gameplay yet just because I've, I've been working all day. Mm-hmm. But uh, a very big uh, announcement that came out of this was the fact that this will be now, this will be released on PC, which is... Uh, I don't think WWE 2K is on PC, if I if I remember right. It is um, on Steam. It's on Steam. Is it? Okay. Yeah, there's yeah. some times mm-hmm. there wasn't. But uh, so they announced that it's going to be on PC. So it's going to be a widely available for PC players. I'm not a PC player myself, so but that's cool for those that are. Uh, right now, the roster is at about 50 people. And, uh, uh, you know, it's it looks like it's coming along pretty nicely. I, I, I still want to see, uh, you know, I still want to see a little more if this is truly going to reach a, a September window. Uh, but I guess we are starting to see more. So we're, we're at that time uh, where we are seeing more. Um, the, the roster sitting at 50 kind of makes me wonder if it truly is ready for September or not, though. Uh, you think in a DLC after that? You think downloadable content? They launched the game with maybe like 20 or 30 players and all right, you yeah. get the rest later on? Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it's going to be a crucial couple of months. If we get a lot of content, then I would feel pretty good that it's going to be a September release. Uh, and, of course, it'll be available on all major platforms and consoles. Uh, and distribution for the game is something as well. It is it interesting. Uh, you know, AEW themselves have not flat out said, yes, this is the date that we're putting out the game out. The reported date is the September timeframe for them to get the game on the market before the Christmas holidays, which is ideal. Uh, that is, that is ideal for them to do that as well. Uh, so we'll see where things play out here. It's also worth noting, you know, do we get do we get another WWE game uh, in a mobile game or something, some offering like that? Seems like people are going to be consuming uh, 2K22 for the rest of the year. We do have some video. I'll look here at Chris Statlander. the The game is pretty detailed. This, mm-hmm. this looks pretty strong. 
Uh, you're working with Ukes on this as well. We're getting a look here at the intros and different things. Yeah, like your well. your your hard cam gameplay look. It looks really sharp on the hard cam mm -hmm. in the ring. Um, it, it, right here, yeah, looks really. Uh, this looks really sharp. Wow, that looks really amazing, man. Like mm -hmm. the the rendering on just mm -hmm. what we're seeing right now. That looks yeah. amazing. Better yeah. than 2K. And that's probably, I would say that's pre-alpha footage, if I'm going to guess on time frames. And what do you mean by alpha for the people who don't know what that means? Well, beta, basically, um, beta, a lot of times when, uh, uh, like, it, it, let's just use Call of Duty as a big example. Beta is uh, a, a widespread test of the game two months or so before it's released. Alpha is the stage before that. Pre-alpha is the stage before that. So uh, basically... Um, before the game can be finished and certified, it, it goes through the beta stage and then sent off to Sony, Microsoft, et cetera, et cetera. Once they get certified, then the game can be released. Uh, so then you just work backwards with alpha and pre-alpha. John started saying the only game worth playing is Dungeons and Dragons. Take your 27 die and get out of here. I don't care how many decide. Jeremy, quick question. I did see a report earlier about Kenny Omega and Ukes not having a lot of agreement. What can you tell us about that before we head off air? I have not seen that report. Uh, where was that from? Uh, I saw I saw two reports, one on Wrestling Inc. and one on Fightful. Um, something uh, about where um, I guess the relationship between Kenny and Hughes hasn't been great, and it's been very difficult to work with each other. I'm not. I, I, that's just kind of like what I saw on the top of it. Um, but apparently, there's there's some rift going on between Kenny Omega and Hughes. So I don't know. Yeah, it looks like he's uh, he had some frustration working with Hughes. Um, trying to uh trying to take advantage of omega's inexperience um you know i don't know um i'm gonna, I'm gonna read the story here buddy's over at wrestle talk sports gaming online is reporting that the relationship between aew games and you specifically kenny omega has not been positive with omega reportedly finding himself frustrated and quote hating working with yukes with one person claiming that it has sometimes come across as if yukes was trying to quote Take advantage of Omega's inexperience in this position. Ooh, boy, 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 boy. It can be repaired, but it comes down to the desire. If either side doesn't want to continue, then AEW will look for a new partner. Ouch, 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 ouch. Ukes will almost certainly sign on for it and even uh, is even pushing for it, but AEW is nervous about anything long-term after this. That is according to a source close to the situation, and that is from Sports gamers online via wrestle talk so uh some trouble brewing before we even get it in our, our hands huh yeah now, what, what uh, is wrestling without some backstage drama even if we're getting a video game right? yeah those guys, those guys have reported on some madden things that have been pretty accurate even though ea denied them then it came out to be true which is kind of funny um i don't know again kenny omega though he's been in the gaming world he's not a game developer so I would mm -hmm. almost lean on Ukes because they've got years of experience in doing this. And uh, I, I don't know, you know, obviously you're going to butt heads on some things. It sounds like some things are not uh, going to be what they, you know, were on the scale that they're supposed to be. But that, that happens when you're going to try to get a September release window now. Um, I don't know. It, it's hard to tell uh, mm -hmm. what, what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, but if I'm AEW, I would not, toil with other companies um you know you're gonna you're, you're gonna really end up either hurting the product if you go with another company your next game's three four years out guaranteed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um 
you know, I would trust the developers on this over Omega. Just granted, Omega has a lot of experience in gaming. There's well, a lot of a things. Developer, just like you said, he's not yeah. a developer. He's yeah. not a coder. He's not a programmer. So I don't, you know, AEW just um, appeasing Omega on this taking sides is not going to help them for the future of other video games. If that, it, it, you know, what they're looking for, because again, they go to a different developer starting from scratch. You're three, four years out. I have an interesting story here, and this is coming out of, I know we were signing off, but I, I would like to be able to at least get a comment on you guys before we sign up for the day. Uh, this is in the buddies over at wrestlinginc.com. Tip of the old cap to them. I know we're getting this story up as well at Sports Keyed Up. Uh, and this is, features a comment from Universal Studios Group Business Affairs Manager Mike Pandit, NBC Universal, which works with WWE's television partner. He was on Eric Bischoff's Strictly Business podcast, had a lot to say, and he spoke openly about their competition for a wrestling brand with All Elite Wrestling and Warner. Uh, and it's interesting as we're talking about, you know, TV deals and stuff coming up within the next year and a half. He thinks that AEW specifically being in Warner is a huge advantage for them. This is not revealing anything internal about NBC. You executives have been very clear with how pleased they are with WWE's drive of subscribers to the Peacock platform, which is true. There's a lot of attribution you could say between subscribers for Peacock that is connected to WWE events. So good on them for that. Part of the advantage for WWE is there are new events each month. Yes, but then two, arguably three or four times a year, they have these big events. Your WrestleMania, the upcoming Super Show in the UK, Saudi events that drive consumers you who might not have been subscribed to say, I have to watch this pay-per-view, right? You have to get the behind the, oh, that makes sense, right? They're loyal. They want to see new content. Is the baseline of a million viewers something Tony can sell as an advantage for them? Yes, the question is, what is the price he's going to get for that? Now, as we see more consolidation in the industry and their partnership primarily with Warner Media that's being run by Discovery executives, not Warner executives, from the intensive purposes, from what we have seen, I don't know any anyone in that organization, but they're going to run a much leaner, meaner business than Warner had planned on running. Now, does that mean AEW is going to get the kind of live rights media fees they would have gotten a couple years ago? I don't know the answer to that, but I think the advantage for AEW is that even at an increase to what they're currently getting paid, which is around four, 40 to $45 million, it's still probably cheaper than scripted programming. So that is an advantage. Yeah, don't forget regard. they don't forget how quickly they got into the profit. Yeah, they the got into the profit pretty, fairly early. Well, I mean, yeah. part of it is you weren't running live events, though, too. So your revenues were lower. You're staying at the same place and stuff like that. So that kind of ends up, though. Yeah. Mind you, that's all circumstantial. You run the business you're mm -hmm. in. Uh, continuing, he says, I don't know Nick Khan, but he was making this point repeatedly. That was what we were seeing when they can take a peek at subscription and, and subscription fatigue. You know, the churn, people getting on and off uh, subscription services. That's something that's happening with Netflix right now. Uh, Panic goes on five years ago when there was Netflix and WWE Network. It was great. You pay $10 and you get all the wrestling in the world. Now HBO Max, it's a $15 month fee. Disney Plus is $10. Netflix, in some cases, can be $17. Paramount is $10. There are many other products that even outside of the entertainment consumption, subscription base is an issue. So he says AEW advantage is they have the average of 1 million linear basic cable of a week most of those people probably have access to hbo max already so imagine if it's more valuable 
to Warner and HBO Max to get something to get you to retain. And you make sure the people that are probably maybe a good portion may already have HBO Max to stay on HBO Max. So this is your churn proof thing. I can't <clears throat> get rid of my HBO Max. Yeah. Well, the, I know that's I'm what the getting... cable companies are doing now. The cable yeah. companies, when you subscribe to a certain cable company, they'll include HBO Max for 12 months. And if you try to disconnect, it's like, oh no, we'll give you a $20 discount. Plus we'll throw in HBO Max for another year, you know? So yeah. we, we, we see this happen pretty frequently, but at the same time, this is a really smart move from Warner Media because just like you said, they are becoming more aggressive. And if they become more aggressive and they are, they are paying more to AEW, that just means AEW is just going to get seen out with by a lot more eyes. And if we get HBO Max, contract streaming deal for live events on aew that's it that's a game changer mm -hmm. and that don't forget a huge game changer don't forget hbo max has a cheaper option just like peacock does mm -hmm. as well they just for rolled ads, that out for ads but also it's worth not hbo as an hbo max doesn't have any live stuff on it just yet they're no, going but to they're going, they're going to, yeah. to they they've already signed a deal for u.s soccer match yeah they're gonna have soccer year. yeah so but they haven't said like what the rollout of that is going to be uh, so it's interesting, you know, you're getting live stuff on Peacock already. That was with the rollout. Uh, and it's smart. It's smart. This Mike Panda guy. I want to go uh, listen to this interview. Strictly business with uh, Eric Bischoff talking purely the business of wrestling, which is very intriguing to me uh, as to how this plays out. So that'll be interesting. And, and it's um, warm that somebody from the, your opposition says, here's the advantage they have. Here's the advantage we have. You know, advantage you have is WWE is a well-known brand. It's very, very well known. And you're talking about you know, 10 to 20 million people internationally watching a week. Uh, and, and that's a light, that's a light observation. So mm -hmm. if you have enough people that come over and they stay over with you on HBO max and they're there every month for something like that, then you're starting to do the churn proof thing, you know? So, all right, wrapping it up. I'm done. I've rambled. <laughs> I read, I read my fun little quote. I wanted to read that I found in during the show. Uh, did you like the show? Did you like it? If you're just joining us, we have a lot of stories you could go back and watch, including that AEW video game story, a Tony Khan purchasing Ring of Honor, and including it in the AEW fold, uh, and all those different things. So if you're just joining us, don't forget to go back and watch the whole show. If you haven't done so, share the link. I'll be frank. We have to prove hey, this frank. to some people. We hey, have frank. to prove this to some people over and over again. If you are watching now, we have something to prove, and you can help us do it by simply hitting a like button. All right? So go ahead and do that. Share the link you see. You can follow Jose at Jose underscore G underscore official on the Twitter machine. Jeremy Bennett is believing in something, and what does he believe? You can see it right now at his Twitter handle, at JB Huskers. I will be on a very, very cool thing that I will share with you this week. It is outside of the wrestling world. It What's is that pretty cool thing, Kevin? I it's a thing? Is it a thing? Or is, I, is I'm not thing? allowed... I'm not allowed to say this thing that you'll be able to somehow consume. Uh, I will be on. All right. So keep an eye out for it. Uh, I'm, I'm saying it's going to be pretty ridiculous. All right. Let me, let me say that. It's a very, it's a very funny, funny thing is outside of the world of wrestling, but it's very, very cool. I can't as, as, as ridiculous as Brooks Jensen's strong hand. Oh, much, much, much more ridiculous than that. Much, much more. Hand. Yes. I, I highly suggest you check out what this is going to be. Uh, so give me a follow on the Twitter machine at Kev Kellum at Kev Kellum. Thank you guys so much. If you haven't done so, share that link. Is Take a deep breath. <sighs> and remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing, which is what, gentlemen? You have to take a deep breath. Exhale. Remember that everything's okay. <laughs> and enjoy wrestling. <sighs> yeah.
talk to them. I'm on a milk. Watch out, watch out, watch out.